the first fucking message for this thing. Hob, you suck, and I love you. Um, the podcast is really fucking good. Um, Greg, I don't know, but you seem like a nice fucking guy. Um, what else? I really enjoy the shit you guys talk about. It's a lot of fun. It helps me revisit. It helps me feel... I don't know. It. I just fucked that all up. Let me start this over. Um... I really enjoy the podcast, to be honest. Um, I really enjoy the guests you guys are having. It's really cool to hear you guys talk about these records. It's making me revisit them, and that I really enjoyed. Um, because it put me, like Arthur said in the episode we had an interview with him, how you remember the smell and everything else, and you remember that time and place. like, And I remember all of those things, and for me it was... It's been really great listening to you guys talk about these things because I'm a 44-year-old man who still loves hardcore very much. And it brings me back to that time when I first discovered these records. And thank you guys for doing it. Have you still suck. You're one of my best friends, and I love you. And I hope all is well. Be good. Peace out. What up, what up? It's Ryan Rainbow from the Meet Meet Podcast coming at you live from the Blackberry in the Honda Accord. Year 2000, cloth interior. Don't you ever forget it. And I'm letting you know that I'm giving a bit of bow to where it went podcasts who are never afraid to have differing opinions, but are always afraid to mention Rich Cipriano from Sick of It All being in Reach 454. Mad respect. Hi, this is Brandon Gazelle, but at Bo, just wanted to talk about one of my favorite Revelation releases. Um, I really like the Search Between the Lines EP. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a really great EP. It's got great songs on it. It's definitely one that'll get you stage diving, finger pointing. But I talked about that one because it seems like it really flew under the radar. Uh, I feel like a lot of people missed it, and it's one that really shouldn't be missed. It's one that should not be count it out at all it's a it's a really really great record and it's got Tim McMahon from Mouthpiece one of my favorite bands so that's one of those things where I just I have to jump on that it's really really awesome great 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 EP and I think that's about it love the podcast and hope to talk to everybody again really really soon thanks a lot take care what's up fellas Donnie Mudd here just want to let you know you're all killing it when we're in podcast great Love Javier's hot takes. Please keep them coming. 110, baby. Hey, what's up, where he went? Um, it's uh, David Housen, um, also Rasa Dave on the socials. Um, yeah, Revelation. Um, I, I grew up in Singapore. Um, at that time, uh, I was listening to early suicidal tendencies and instead... And uh, I would say the first CD I ever bought was the New York City Hardcore, uh, the way it is. Yeah, just that just resonated really well with me. And uh, I really enjoyed the podcast you guys did and covered. Um, fun fact, um, a lot of the local hardcore bands in Singapore, um, 
did grow up on a lot of Revelation-related bands, and it was mostly due to reading uh, Trasher, where you would find um, Re- Revelation adverts. So, um, yeah, that's 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 really cool. Um, another fun fact is uh, there's a lot of guys at that time, you know, mid-90s, who had the alleyway crew um, tattoos um, in Singapore. And, you know, um, what's what's interesting, when slam dancing was banned um, in 93 after Rollins came, um, yeah, you know, police would come and, you know, they may sort of arrest guys, but they would take pictures of tattoos. So it was almost where that symbol, the alleyway crew tattoo, was seen to be a, as part of a gang-related tattoo, which obviously wasn't. Um, but, yeah, um, other than that, keep keep doing the uh, podcast. Really enjoy it. Um, currently living in London. So, uh, yeah, and shout-outs to uh, the Line C Hardcore Seen in um, Singapore and Ian Hart um, of Envision. I'm sure he's listening to this. And all you uh, patrons out there, cheers. Yo, what's up? This is Sean. Um, I'm calling to talk about uh, the Into Another release, Creepy EP. Uh, it's one of the most crucial Into Another records made because. Uh, it's not only the perfect bridge between self-titled and Ignorus, but it is basically the mission statement for their entire musical output. Um, you know, it's no stretch to say that uh, Into Another has saved my life on a couple occasions. And uh, to me, this is like the best disc to give somebody is to tell them everything that Into Another is about. So, um, hot track on that one, I would say, is the other. So, thanks a lot, guys. Bit of bow. I'm driving to work, right? And I'm thinking. And I just listened to the Chain of Strength podcast. That shit was fucking amazing. It was so good from beginning to end. And I really enjoyed it. And I really love the fact how you guys go deep into shit, like, not, like, exactly what you guys say, not, like, pressing information and bullshit like that, because you know what, we can all look that bullshit up, but you guys dig for these fucking stories that are behind so many lyrics, so many songs, and you guys get in deep, and you make the interviewee fucking really think about this shit, and I fucking, I, I think that's incredible. And I get so much out of it because I'm a fucking nerd like that too. Like, I want to know why, why this lyric went to this song and what were you thinking at that point. It's fucking amazing. Okay? Uh, also, Permanent is a fucking amazing record. That's number two. Number three, Hob, you suck. Peace out. Hey guys, it's Tommy Brown from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I know it's going to be a minute before you guys get to the Inside Out 7-inch EP, but I wanted to ask um, if there's any validity to the... um, Well, I I always heard that Zach wrote the opening riff to Burning Fight, and I wanted to know if that was true, and if it was, 
what other material did he contribute to Inside Out, if any? Uh, hope you all are doing well. Keep up the great work. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, fellas. What's up? It's Donnie Much. Want to let you know, finished up episode one of Start Today. It was awesome. Put on Start Today as soon as I was done listening to the episode. And, you know, album sounds phenomenal today. As it did when I was 18, stage diving on my bed, practicing stage dives, making sure the record didn't skip. That would make me realize, oh, man, that was a perfect dive. I'm sure other people do the same. Can't wait for the next episode. Peace out. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Mike Riley, loving the podcast. Keep up the great work. Just wanted to call in and recognize the importance of Gorilla Biscuits start today and be counted as another convert to vegetarianism, thanks to cats and dogs. It's been over 25 years now. Gotten a hardcore when Syracuse bands were all the rage, but message of bands like Earth Crisis and Raid and Solstice never really stuck with me. A little, little uh, heavy-handed, I guess. But uh, what did stick with me was being on a family vacation with my disc man and my headphones, listening to Start Today, and hearing the line, my true compassion is for all living things and not just the ones that are cute, so I do what I can. That logic, you know, the, the double standard of people saying they love animals when they really just mean animals that are commonly pets, you know, that just, it made it all click for me. So just want to say thanks to Siv and Walter, Arthur, Luke, and Sammy for making incredible music over the years and truly, truly changing lives. Uh, keep up the great work, everyone, and uh, take care. Thanks. Well, guys, it's Mike the Monster calling in. Just wanted to give you guys a shout. Say, I'm uh, enjoying what you're doing with the podcast. Uh, my fave Rev record is Rev 21, Super Touch LP. Uh, without a doubt, I think it's personally my favorite. I think the lyrics are amazing. The songs uh, are all quite unique. It's obviously a standout in terms of how different it is from all their predecessors. Uh, I think it has a really cool place in Rev history and New York hardcore history. Thinking about the uh, the history of the members uh, and what they've all gone on to do and what they had done previously. Uh, but that's it. Uh, just enjoying what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Looking forward to hearing more. And uh, all the best. Take it easy, guys. Peace. Hey, what's up, fellas? It's Donnie Mutt. Just calling to let you know I listen to that Slipknot 7-inch, you know, on Greg's insistence, and it made me wish I had two extra hands, because that shit is four thumbs down, son. Keep up the good work, fellas. Peace out. Did it, Bo, where it went crew. This is Brandon Gavell reaching back out to you guys. I just listened to the Judge episode for, I think it's probably my third time now. And uh, it was just such a killer episode. Um, I just remember also just being so impressed with Judge the first time I heard them. It was just, just the guitar and Mike's vocals and just, just how everything just, it was just so damn ferocious. It just, it just still sends chills every time I, I listen to it and think about it. Uh, and especially just me not having grown up in New York, but now living in New York, um, just being at those places that they talk about in the New York crew, the song, just just being at 7th and A, Tompkins Square, and 
all that stuff and just knowing that the history that it was there and all the crazy stuff that happened and it just definitely takes on a whole new meaning uh when you can walk um along those streets and everything it's just just a great great episode great seven inch um my hot track on that would be new york crew as well uh just everything about it um yeah i think that's all i got <laughs> thanks guys um fucking great episode keep up the good work but a bow I'm listening to the latest podcast um, about Judge, and this is Brooklyn, by the way, the guy who talks all the shit that the other two guys don't know who I am, Greg and Jason, you don't know who I am. I'm Hobbs, one of my really good friends, and I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, but listening to Mike Judge say, like, um, guys like me, where where I'm from, they're, they work and then they die, or they're knock-around guys, you know, and that had a really, just listening to him say, I, I've heard him, I've met him once before, and we had a similar conversation, him and I, about where we grew up and, like, stuff like that, and he was, he was really amazing, and, but to hear him put it out into the universe in a public forum, like, the way he did, as well as he did in the in the documentary, it's very moving. And you know what? Like, I am one of those fucking guys. Like, I grew up in a fucking crack house. Like, father had another family. And, you know, this may be a little bit too much information, but then again, I don't give a fuck, you know? Um, And to know that there's somebody like that that I've looked up to a good portion of my life and that feels those things and puts those feelings out in the universe the way that he does, there's something very special about that. And, you know, and hardcore is a very sacred, special, important thing to me. It's brought me the best friends I've ever had in my life, and I've connected with people from all walks of life, be it they've had privileged life, which is fine, or they've they've come from the gutter like where I fucking come from, and worked my fucking ass off to get the couple of little things that I have. And to hear somebody like like him and John Joseph and, you know, and a bunch of like guys like that that I've had interactions with um, tell a little piece of their story and where they come from and where all this comes from is from their inside and what they've experienced is really moving. It's extremely generous on their half because they're opening themselves up for ridicule and so on and so forth, but they don't give a fuck because they're sharing why this is so important and why hardcore is so sacred. Because it is. It's a fucking sacred thing. And these guys that are fucking doing it to get laid or fucking whatever are fucking douchebags, you know? And, you know, this was this is what fucking saved my life. All right, this is Brooklyn part two of that. Um, Like I was saying, hardcore is such a special thing, and I'm 44 years old, and I still still love it as much as I did when I first discovered it when I was – when I went to my first show at, like, 12 years old. Um, And because back then in the 80s, that's what you did. 
my first show was Exodus and Anthrax. And then the show after that, I went to a Sunday matinee at CBGB's. Like, it was sick of it all, and I forget who else, because I was smoking dust, so I don't exactly remember it all. But I do remember that feeling I had when I watched Sick of It All for the first time. Like, it was amazing, which is still the... I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Sick of It All is the greatest fucking live band of all time. Fuck everybody else's opinion. Sick of It All is the greatest fucking live band of all time. That's first and foremost. Also, what hardcore has turned into is a bunch of kids fucking... some Not all, but some kids fucking thinking that it's a fucking new t-shirt that they just bought when that's not what the fuck it is. Hardcore has given me so much that it's given me my ethics. It's given me um, some of my best some of my best friends in the whole world. It's given me it's opened my mind to other things like being vegan or being vegetarian and also like searching information and stuff like that because that's what we do as hardcore kids. Like we still fucking dig through those crates. We still dig to find out, okay, so-and-so is in this band, so I'm going to fucking check out all these other fucking bands, you know? And that's why this thing is so special, and that's why I hold it so fucking sacred. Fuck these fucking couch fucking quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and Hob, you can still be fucking straight edge. Just like I told you a couple years ago when I was, when I was in California for New Age Records, for the New Age Records 20th and 30th anniversary, whatever the fuck. Like, you are a fucking good human. I love you. You're one of my best friends. And you know what? Hardcore gave me the privilege of our really, our friendship and our relationship. Like, I love you. I love your family. They are like my family. Every time I come there, it's always hugs and kisses. I stay with you guys. And it is... Hardcore has given me the greatest gifts that I've ever received in my life. But it's also opened my mind to other things as well. And I know, like, I went way too far on as far as this is concerned right now. But I'm sorry because this is that important. And this is Brooklyn. And We're not where it went through. This is Brandon calling you guys back. Uh, congratulations on the uh, shelter episode for Professional Desire. Great episode again. Uh, it just reminded me of a kind of a funny story I wanted to tell you. So uh, I took the train down once to the Brooklyn Hare Krishna Temple where, um, you know, shelter, all the guys from shelter had lived at one point or another. And I went in, the dark shop was open. It was really, really cool experience, a lot of fun. Um, and I was telling one of the other devotees that I had previously been to a different temple. And uh, we were talking, and this, this older devotee kind of walks by, and he sees my ex-watch, and he just goes, Oh, straight edge. Oh, you know, we had some guys who were in a straight edge band living here many years ago. And it was just kind of really, really funny and just uh, had a big cheesy grin on my face the whole rest of the time I was there. And then we proceeded to head down to the basement where they were serving Prashadam. And we had this really, really cool talk about Bhagavad Gita and Bhakti Yoga. And it was it was a lot of fun. So just uh, want to let you guys know. So, um, yeah, great episode again. Keep up the good work. And talk to you guys soon. But a boom. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. Or call your operator to help you. Yes, this is Miss Renee King. I'm from 
Give me a call.